Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Acts chapter 25 from the World English Bible. Festus, therefore, having come into the province, after three days went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. Then the high priest and the principal men of the Jews informed him against Paul, and they begged him, asking a favor against him, that he would summon him to Jerusalem, plotting to kill him on the way. However, Festus answered that Paul should be kept in custody at Caesarea, and that he himself was about to depart shortly. Let them therefore, he said, that are in power among you go down with me, and if there is anything wrong in the man, let them accuse him. When he had stayed among them more than ten days, he went down to Caesarea, and on the next day he sat on the judgment seat and commanded Paul to be brought. When he had come, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing against him many and grievous charges which they could not prove, while he said in his defense, Neither against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar have I sinned at all. But Festus, desiring to gain favor with the Jews, answered Paul and said, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and be judged by me there concerning these things? But Paul said, I am standing before Caesar's judgment seat where I ought to be tried. I have done no wrong to the Jews, as you also know very well. For if I have done wrong and have committed anything worthy of death, I don't refuse to die. But if none of those things is true that they accuse me of, no one can give me up to them. I appeal to Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, You have appealed to Caesar, to Caesar you shall go. Now when some days had passed, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and greeted Festus. As he stayed there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a certain man left a prisoner by Felix, about whom, when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me, asking for a sentence against him. I answered them that it is not the custom of the Romans to give up any man to destruction before the accused has met the accusers face to face, and has had opportunity to make his defense concerning the matter laid against him. When, therefore, they had come together here, I didn't delay, but on the next day sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought. When the accusers stood up, they brought no charges against him of such things as I supposed, but had certain questions against him about their own religion and about one Jesus, who was dead, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. Being perplexed how to inquire concerning these things, I asked whether he was willing to go to Jerusalem and there be judged concerning these matters. But when Paul had appealed to be kept for the decision of the emperor, I commanded him to be kept until I could send him to Caesar. Agrippa said to Festus, I also would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you shall hear him. 
So, on the next day, when Agrippa and Bernice had come with great pomp, and they had entered into the place of hearing with the commanding officers and the principal men of the city, at the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. Festus said, King Agrippa, and all men who are here present with us, you see this man about whom all the multitude of the Jews petitioned me, both at Jerusalem and here, crying that he ought not to live any longer. But when I found that he had committed nothing worthy of death, and as he himself appealed to the emperor, I determined to send him, of whom I have no certain thing to write to my lord. Therefore I have brought him out before you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, that, after examination, I may have something to write, for it seems to me unreasonable in sending a prisoner not to also specify the charges against him. That is the end of chapter 25. One of my first thoughts here was, were there not records from the trial under Felix, as we heard about in chapter 24, or was it simply left judicially unresolved? When you get to the end of the chapter, I'm not left feeling like that's really the case more that it was all just political theater, as I'll mention. Here, at least the Jews are consistent. They're trying the same old trick, but Festus declines. For their part, the principal Jews haven't changed their game plan, which is a murderous ambush. And this is two years later. Paul has been in custody that whole time, and he certainly wasn't out and about Jerusalem causing them any problems at all. On a side note, geographically, on a map, Caesarea is about 100 miles north of Jerusalem. So here again, we see that up, went up, meant south in this case. I was curious, so I did a word search in the Blue Letter Bible about went up. One of the first places I saw it was Genesis 13, 1, where it says Abraham went up out of Egypt. And then it said something else to fill that in and into the south. So there, it didn't mean north, it meant south also. In Genesis 19.30, the phrase is used when it says Lot went up out of Zoar. In Genesis 45.25, they went up out of Egypt to Canaan, so that was a northerly direction. So what I'm seeing here is that when it says they went up, this is not a directional phrase it rather indicates movement, especially over land. Now, there are other places, such as Exodus 34.4, where Moses went up unto Mount Sinai, but there's usually other description that makes it clear he went up on a mountain. Also, in Numbers 32.9, it says they went up into the valley of Eschol. But then in Deuteronomy 34.1, Moses went up from the plains of Moab unto the mountain of Nebo to the top of Pisgah. So there again, there's a lot more description to make sure that we know exactly where he went. But getting back to Acts 25, verse 7, again, the accusers can't prove anything, but Festus, wanting to ingratiate himself with these Jews, is not seeking to do justice. It doesn't say he knew of their plans, but it's hard to think he didn't. Paul's reply calls Festus out, so to speak, saying things Festus would have known but was disregarding, which is probably why Paul appealed to Caesar, because he couldn't count on justice from Festus. The counsel that is referred to in verse 12 appears to have been something to do with the legal proceedings in the Roman government. This wouldn't have been the Jewish counsel from Jerusalem that Festus would have been consulting about whether or not Paul's appeal to Caesar was acceptable. At this point, Agrippa and Bernice show up 
to greet Festus, and he tells them everything, but he spins it. So in verse 20, he says, I was uncertain of such questions. Ha! Perverses 7 and 8 is perfectly clear there was no reason for Paul to be held or charged with anything, but politicians will politic. And so Paul appealed to Caesar in an attempt to save himself from Festus's corrupt judgments. But here, with Agrippa and Bernice having arrived and Festus telling the story in a way that stretches the truth, you might say, Luke describes them as coming with great pomp or pageantry is how it could also be translated, according to a side note in my New King James Reference Bible. And I thought, well, what a thing for Luke to say. It doesn't seem to be just a neutral description, but pointing out their vanity. I have heard some commentators suggest that Acts, the book of Acts, was a legal document for Paul, but this is just one of many places where those in power are exposed for their vanity or corruption, so that seems unlikely to me. When we get to verses 24 and 25, it reminds me of Lysias the centurion, who in Acts 23 verses 26 through 30 writes the letter, and he says he rescued Paul, learning that he was a Roman, when actually Lysias had been commanding that Paul be beaten until Paul mentioned he was a Roman citizen. So everyone in the government is spinning their own tale of what happened. And then here in verse 26 through 27, Festus finally admits having nothing to charge Paul with. So he should have released him, not basically threatened to send him back to to Jerusalem under the power and control of those who obviously were going to kill him. And this is where chapter 25 breaks, and we'll hear the rest of it in chapter 26. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey.